How's it going, guys? And welcome back to the First in Tech podcast. I am your host, Jalen Harrington. And I am managing editor, Tristan Tucker. Better than Wade Bowman. Oh, wow. <laughs> Better than Wade Bowman. Sorry. Sorry. Had to do it. Tristan, how does it feel to be back, sir? <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I, I'm really excited to talk about this game in particular. Having gone to it, covered it, uh, been in pain over it. Mm. Really ready to get that off my chest. Well, you know, I'm going to introduce it and let you have the floor then. Then number 16 NC State traveled to then number 12 Wake Forest last week in a showdown for the ACC Atlantic. You know, it's not officially over, but whoever won that game was going to be in control of the division. Wake Forest wins a 45-42 game, a tight game, a heartbreaker for NC State, and now they're in the driver's seat for the ACC Atlantic. Take it away. Just pain. That's that's the number one thing I can say about it. Um, you know, we're we're college writers, but we're also NC State fans. Seeing that game, seeing NC State fall where it always falls against Wake Forest. I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but they haven't won at Wake Forest in what feels like forever. And Six then, years. Yeah. So that's great. That's cool. That's dandy. Um, very uh, reminiscent of. Uh, the last time NC State fielded uh, a, a really great team um, with some some higher aspirations uh, than what is going to end up being the reality uh, a couple years ago or a few years ago now, I guess. Uh, that was, what, 2018? Yes. Yeah, so. 2017 and 2018, both years. Yeah, it was yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah, so just disappointing, um, obviously. Um, but it wasn't as like good football as like you may think looking at the score to me when I was watching it I was kind of watching two teams that were really messy um I'm still not sold on wake um I don't think many people are uh anymore um I think you know losing that undefeated title uh uh, the week before uh kind of dampered them in in the minds of you know voters across the country but regardless they you know, they did what mattered and, and beat us, came away with it. But, yeah, I mean, there were a couple times during that game I was like, am I watching football right now? Like, is this is this organized football? I'm just weird. It was weird. It, like, NC State did everything that on paper it should have in order to come away with the win. I mean, in terms of um, especially defensively, um, mostly defensively, definitely. Um, Sam Hartman had three interceptions. Uh, that is not an insignificant number considering he had five entering the year. I mean, you're talking about what nearly 40% of his seasonal interceptions come in this single game, which is insane. Still lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm actually going to take the flip side. I'm sold on Wake Forest now. Really? Because of this game. Really? Think about it from their perspective. They came in. They faced the best defense they're going to face this year. Sam Hartman threw three interceptions. Sam Hartman completed 43% of his passes. Wake Forest put up 45 points still. That's and true. they won. That is true. That is true. I mean, uh, you can't stop this offense. You cannot. If you try to play straight up with Wake Forest, you are going to lose because yeah. you can't stop this offense. It's not going to happen. He threw it one dude 22 times. Only completed the ball to him five times. They still won. Yeah. They yeah, still no. won. Yeah. I get it. It, it was, yeah, it, it was a bizarre game. I mean, I agree with you. 
you know, the, the moments that had me asking, am I watching football? Uh, well, it wasn't, am I watching football? It was, is this real life? It was <laughs> when Devin Leary threw a pick, Sam Hartman threw one on the very next play. Yeah. And then it happened again. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on yeah, here? Exactly. Does either team want to win this game? I don't I don't understand. It was, for for such a high-scoring game, it felt like a real defensive battle. Um, and it was one that NC State came up short with, and, and I'm not... I'm just going to transition to it, to the offensive side. I'm not happy with Tim Beck after this game if I am the defense from NC State because me and Wade talked about this a lot last week. You know, the path to victory against a team like this is similar to what you do against Clemson where Mm -hmm. you run the ball a lot, you run the clock a lot, you try to control the game and limit possessions. Instead, you know, you have a game where you try to outscore one of the best offenses in the country, and it didn't go well for you. Like, I mean, you know, you can say NC State should have scored here, should have scored there. This team is not a team that puts up 42 points a game. That's a good result from this offense. Yeah. And most games are happy with it. This is just not the game to try and score 42 points. So I think, you know, you came in with a bad game plan because you tried – completely just to play Wake Forest game. Like I said in my takeaways, Wake Forest ran 91 plays. That just cannot happen with a defense that is this injured and this depleted. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, The lack of running the ball made absolutely zero sense to me. I think Bam Knight had like over seven yards per carry in the game. Yep. Uh, He obviously went off on special teams. I know that's not the same, but I mean, he was having a night. Like he was having a good night. Why not feed him the ball more? Between Bam and Ricky, there were 12 total carries. Yeah. And they had Leary throw the ball 60 times. Makes no sense. Knight had four rushes. Yep. Four. Yep. Doesn't make any sense. Why are we giving Leary his career high number of passing attempts in this game? And I mean, he did well enough. Like he didn't have a bad game. He didn't. And, and I mean, he he did everything really he could. Um, you throw a ball sixty times, you're bound to have an interception or two. It's just it would be astonishing uh, if that had not happened. But yeah, and and back to your point too. Uh, with such a depleted defense, they did everything, everything they could. And I I like. Um, I believe it was Doran who said this after the game. They're held uh, by duct tape uh, yeah. at, at some positions. Yeah. It's true. And, I mean, with they did a great job. I mean, yeah, like they let Wake Forest score 45 points, but we're talking about a pretty good Wake Forest offense. I'm not, like I said, I'm not completely sold on Wake, but it's undeniable that they have a good offense. Secondly, um, a lot of the points came. Like I noticed NC State would have some sort of great stand Um it would, especially at the beginning of the game, it was first quarter. NC State went down twenty-one to six, I think, um, and two of their touchdowns were just on. It was like a big play. It was like they had done well enough. They had like they looked fine, and then they would let up one big play, and that's just what happens. It's you're gonna break a little bit eventually against such a potent offense. So I agree with you. Why are we not trying to run up the time of possession just a little bit more? Run down the clock. Control what you can control, especially after you take the lead immediately. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. You know, we we can look at the stats and kind of see where exactly things went wrong. So in the first half, Wake Forest did score 24 points, but in the most key stat for the defense, they were only 4 of 10 on, on third downs. Yeah. In the second half, though, 
that number jumps up to six of nine, sixty-seven percent. Yeah. You know, the defense just broke down. It simply broke down. You know, it forced five three and outs for the entire game. And one, two, three, four of those came in the first half. You just, you know, the game plan was not set up to make sure that the defense could sustain for all four quarters. And you saw that come back and bite it because, you know, other outside of really a slow start for the offense, everything else went well. Yeah. It just didn't happen quick enough, and it wasn't enough to beat a great, great offense from Wake Forest. Yeah, and it, it just it sucks for the players because I really feel that they did everything that they could. Um, I, I'm I'm going to be especially critical to you know if the coaching staff. I mean, you already touched on it a little bit, but you have all this time. You have pretty much known almost the entire year, really, even before we knew what Clemson would be, that this would be one of the biggest games of the season. And this is what we came up with. I it doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, there are some other stats too that, like, I mean, the, the defense. I mean, bless them. Like, Sam Hartman was sub forty percent completion percentage. Yeah. for most of the game. That's until, a Heisman candidate right there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, he made the Davy O'Brien watch list uh, over, um, or not watch list, the finalists over uh, over Leary. Uh, held him below 40% for most of the game. Again, three interceptions. Uh, A.T. Perry, one of the better uh, receivers in the ACC, one of the more dynamic threats. He's coming off of, I think it was like three or four back-to-back, to back-to-back, whatever it was, 100-yard games. He had just had a dominant performance against UNC. He, I mean, he was great against UNC, really. Um, and you hold him to 5 of 22. I mean, not all of those are on the defense, but, I mean, still, 5 of 22 17 missed throws to this receiver. <laughs> it was a it was a great performance. Literally, I mean, there's only one thing that you can say. It's the penalties. On defense, there were nine penalties accepted for 99 yards. And one, two, three, four, five of them resulted in first downs for Wake Forest. That's the only knock. Other than that, they played an incredible game as well as you could have asked them to play given the circumstances. Yeah, and another very bad missed opportunity too was NC State's own third down offense. Um, it was just frustrating to watch, uh, especially when you see it on paper. That 3 for 14 mark compared to Wake's 10 of 19 on third down, it's just it's, it's a backbreaker. You can't win a football game with Correct. that. And they still almost did. <laughs> they still yeah. almost did. Yeah. They, they I almost mean, did. It, this is one of those games where, you know, and Doran kind of pointed this out in his presser on Monday – you know, both teams walk away thinking, should have won that game. We did so many terrible things, and we were still in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the onside kick. I didn't believe in the press box. I refused to believe. I knew that they were going to score on the drive before. I knew that they were going to get the two just to get my hopes up because that's NC State. Yeah. But I was sitting there not allowing myself to believe. And I knew as soon as Ricky got the ball, I knew that he got it three inches too soon. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I, Heartbreak. It, it, I, I'm just at a loss for words, really. And I was at a loss for words when it happened. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they scored. They got... Um, they, they got the two-point conversion right, right before that. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, 
it was it was depressing. It was a, it was a backbreaker. Yeah, <laughs> was, I don't even know what else to say. Really, I I wished that I, like just for the sake of football, I wished that the football gods would have come down and graced us for once, and and let it stand because it was so close, so close, so close. I thought in that moment about what I said with Wade, which was the last team to have possession is going to win the game. I I said it was going to end on a game-winning drive. That was my thought. And you know for a fact if NC State got that ball, they were going to score. Oh, absolutely. There was no stopping them. Yeah. It just sucks. (laughs) I mean, that and when you go back to the squib kick and you go back to the missed field goal where, you know, Dunn has been money except for the Clemson game. He's been great this year. I think his only other missed field goal came against Mississippi State. So... That sounds about right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a whole collection of, like, what the heck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think special teams in particular, it's such a a mixed bag week in and week out. Yeah. At, at some points, it's so, so, so good. Yeah. Trent Gill is so amazing so consistently. Yeah. Zonovan Knight with those two big kickoff returns that really sparked this offense and this team when it had nothing going for it. But then you have Chris Dunn, who is a great kicker. But, man, does he miss kicks at bad times. Yeah. Man, does he miss kicks in the games where you can't miss kicks. Yeah. If this was, and I don't want to jump ahead to to Syracuse, but if this was Syracuse, you can have a a, a miss. Yeah. You can't have a miss against Clemson. You can't have a miss against Wake Forest. You can't have a miss on the road against Mississippi State, man. It sucks. And yeah, like I, at some point we do have to say this. And I love the guy; he's great. I remember Kyle Bambard. Yeah. I remember uh, who was the other one? Carson Wise, I think. Yeah, I remember those yeah. guys, and I remember how bad it used to be. I'm old but enough come to on. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I made the claim a second ago that his only other missed kicks of the season were against Clemson and Mississippi State, and that is correct. Yeah, he is perfect uh, against every other team. Eleven for eleven against South Florida, Furman. Louisiana Tech, Boston College, Miami, and then he didn't attempt any against Louisville or Florida State, but still. Like, my man. Like, you could have picked any of those games to have your five misses, and instead you pick, you know, your OT thriller at home against Clemson. You pick uh, the game decided by three points. Uh, Wake, I guess the one at Mississippi State ultimately didn't matter all that much, but still, still. It's, still. It, it's disappointing. It is just a collection of things. It's like, what can go wrong will go wrong, but what could have went right also went right. Like Yeah, I, I also think at some point your guys have to be your guys yeah. when the bright lights are on. Oh, absolutely. This absolutely. was a huge game, and Devin Leary was on. Yeah. This was a huge game, and Zonovan Knight was on. He's been AWOL the past couple weeks. Yes. And he brought it. Mm-hmm. Emeka Amezi had been AWOL. He brought it. Devin Carter had been AWOL. Yep. He brought you got to perform, man. Yeah, absolutely. Even uh, even Thayer looked good. I mean, people look. NC State, uh, you know, will will act like we take it one week at a time, one one snap at a time, one play at a time. Every game is the same. They all matter. They knew what this game was. Mm-hmm. They knew what this game was. You can't tell me they knew what the uh, they didn't know what this game was when Daniel Joseph, who could barely go two snaps without being hurt, kept coming back on the field. Down three times. Because no one else could sub it. He was the best guy to be on the field. Yeah. And he knew they had to win this game. I mean, this was a gutsy 
gutsy performance from so many players on the NC State side. Yeah. And it just came up so short that I think you really have to point the Yeah. Because those, those guys went out there and they gave it their all. They did. E- even Dunn, who I just cracked on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does his best. But a lot of times I have to wonder, especially on the offensive side, because I think Gibson should win the Broyles Award. That's how good of a job he's done this year. On the offensive side, I just keep harping back on the fact that you did not put those guys in a position to succeed. You, you didn't. didn't. Yeah, it sucks. And I, I like the point that you made about physicality and the heart of the players. Uh, so how many players went down? Uh, Zonovan Knight went down. Trent Penix went down. Uh, Daniel Joseph went down three three times. Uh, Tyler Baker-Williams. Tanner Engel went down. Correct. Uh, Battle was ejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durden went down. Devin uh, Betty got hurt. Betty, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> like, that's, that's just eight players that I just named, mm-hmm. and one of which went down three times. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys were, dude, they, they, they left it all out on the field. They did. And some of them stayed on to watch Wake Forest rush the field. This is, this is again, not the first time that Wake Forest has spoiled a season for NC State. I remember 2018, my freshman year, when they yeah. came to Carter-Finley with a third-string quarterback, won the game, and I'll never forget, I, I didn't write about this, I don't think anybody really talked about it, when they scored that touchdown, uh, some assistant through his binder, like 40 <laughs> yards in the air. I remember this vividly. <laughs> they just can't get over the hump, and it's always Wake Forest that ruins their year. You know who was at that game? Who was at that game? Who was writing about that game, that Wake Forest game in 2018? Who? It was me. <laughs> it's pain. It is. <laughs> That's all I can say. I, I literally just am, like, I have so much to say, but I, ha- I like, at the same time, I was just at a loss. I sat there after the game. It's like, did I really just watch that? Like that happen? You can't script it any like any no, worse. No, you <laughs> or I guess better if you're a Wake Forest fan. Look, Dave's got to get his name back. Absolutely, because Clawson's uh, been uh, pushing your head in the dirt for the past six years, dude. Come on, I know. <laughs> like <laughs> at some point, like I I understand that overall NC State is the better program and has performed well. Yeah, but when it comes to NC State versus Wake Forest. Clawson has had Doran's number oh, for the absolutely. past half decade, absolutely. and it's not even close. Yeah, I like your um, I liked the Battle of Dave's piece that you yeah. came out with, except <laughs> it was definitely dominance of one Dave over the other, and it sucks so much. Oh, uh, not 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 my favorite. Yeah. So with that game, with that field rushing, um, for a game that didn't clinch anything, <laughs> NC State is still alive. Yeah. NC State yeah. is still alive. It only needs Wake Forest to lose two straight games. Yeah. One at Clemson, and I believe the other is at Boston College. Yeah, it's at Boston College. These are two dangerous games for Wake Forest. Clemson yeah. is Clemson. Phil's back at quarterback for Boston College, so they're dangerous too. I think they could lose those games. The problem is NC State could also lose one of these two games. Yeah, I mean, they're not cakewalks by any measure. I mean, Syracuse should be a win. But UNC just be Wake Forest. I mean, I can't really do that. You like, can't. You, but you can't. But like, it is worth mentioning. It is that UNC did beat Wake Forest, and UNC has like, they're a weird team. They're a really weird team this year. I can't really pinpoint them. Like, they've got the talent. They just don't have an offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's <laughs> like it it takes a lot for me to feel sad for UNC or a UNC player. Mm-hmm. I do feel kind of sad for Sam Howe because he's so good and the team they put around him is so bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It it's tragic. Yeah, I, and I I haven't sat down admittedly to watch every single UNC game, but just watching him under pressure um, when I did go in person to watch him and um, what I have seen when I was watching, you know, the Wade game, he's running around all the time. They're going to run him into the ground before, I mean, I think he's questionable for their game this week. I think they're holding him this week. Yeah. They're holding. Let's pause this talk. I want to get into this really quickly. I wonder why NC State doesn't do what UNC always does. UNC seems to always have an FCS opponent either right before NC State or right before Syracuse. Or, not Syracuse, Clemson. Yeah. Whatever their biggest game of the year is, they always put their FCS game right before that. It gives them kind of an extra buy so that they can do something like this. And I wonder why NC State doesn't. I would like to see that, yeah. Yeah. I was I was looking at the schedule and I was like, really? Wofford? It's, really? it's so smart to do because, I mean, it's not like NC State doesn't play FCS teams. It does it at the beginning of the year when the team's already fresh. Yeah, absolutely. NC State could absolutely use a bye week this week, uh, a quote-unquote you know, bye week with an FCS team this week to get healthy enough to go up against the UNC. Anyways, that was just a thought uh, that I had really quickly wanted to throw it out there. It was the reason I think so many people got – I've said this a lot in 2019. I think it's part of the reason – I mean, this is a gripe that I've had for a while um, with the scheduling is – that's why you get so much fan backlash is you have a team that starts off like three and one or four and oh or whatever because they play all these garbage teams. It's like I think literally uh, 2019, um, you know, the year they went four and eight, um, <laughs> like all their wins came again. It was like Western Carolina, East Carolina, I think, and then like Ball State. Yeah. And something like one that. One against Syracuse and the rest. They yeah. went one and seven in ACC play. Yeah. 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 It was bad. It was really bad. Um, but yeah, their first four games uh, were East, West, Carolina, and then Ball State, and then uh, West Virginia was in there. But I mean, it's like you start off three and one, you lose, you go one and seven the rest of the year. Obviously, fans are going to be disappointed. But like, we could have had an indication of where this team was much earlier in the season, allowing fans to check out. I hate I hate to say that, but like, it would allow like fans to kind of check out. I don't know. And, and I think you see this year where it can be beneficial to have a tough test early because yeah. early this year you go to Mississippi State, you lose that game, but after that there's a difference in your team. Mm-hmm. Because even Doran said, Doran was saying in that week, he was saying, hey, we keep telling the guys the way you're preparing, it's not going to turn out well for you. And after the game he said, I told them the way they were preparing wasn't going to turn out well. It didn't turn out well for them. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it around. I don't remember how many games they won straight, but they they kind of ripped it off after that. Yeah, four straight, yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe shift around the schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe make sure, and they have been trying to have at least one really good game, but maybe have that in your first two games. Leave your FCS terrible team until the very end of the year so you have, in effect, a second bye. Yeah. I think that'd be better for the team overall. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And I, I will say I did like the schedule this year um, much better than— I think and, a lot of people the, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely better than, like I was talking about, like 2019. Uh, I can't even remember last year. Not that it—oh, we started off with Wake. Last um, year it was just ACC play. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't really matter. But, um, yeah, going back to, I mean, 2018, part of the reason that team looked even better was, you know, you get your— James Madison, your Georgia State. James Madison wasn't bad, but still, 
they almost lost that Georgia State game too. It was it, well, they didn't almost lose it, but it was tight for a little too long. Yeah, I, I was about that. to say forty-one to seven. I don't know if it was. Oh, maybe I'm thinking James Madison. James maybe. Madison was yeah. Tw- that was twenty-four thirteen. James Madison was was closer. Georgia State was the one where their head coach uh, tore his bicep celebrating the only touchdown they scored. Yeah, yeah. Georgia State was just was an something. L of a game in, in in its entirety. That was <laughs> that was the one game that I just straight up skipped not because i had something else going on or anything i just was like it's 95 degrees outside i'm not going to go to a noon game against georgia state you were you were smart uh for all the people that make fun of me for uh an article that they clearly didn't read um (laughs) i was at both jmu and georgia state as a freshman showed up like an hour early was in my yeah. seats was watching them warm up and everything in 95 degree weather i was burning up no hoodie yep. because that would have actually killed me <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and i stayed for the entire thing too it, those were those were interesting games those yeah. were not i wouldn't do it again my most distinct memory um freshman year um of that football season other than you know getting to like cover the games and stuff uh when fans came back from that game i was walking to tally to go and get like a late lunch or something and I see the Red Terror pull up uh, next to Witherspoon and just this posse of fans. It was a whiteout game. Mm-hmm. So they get out and all their white t-shirts, they're just drenched in sweat. It looked like they had been like in this like thunderstorm. They'd been like in the middle of a hurricane or something. We I wish like, we had. At that moment, <laughs> I knew I had made the correct choice. Yep. It was at that very moment. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, sorry for the trip down memory lane. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about Syracuse. Um, they're two and five, I believe, in ACC play. Yeah, it's a little misleading though. Looking at those games, three of them were field goal games. They played Wake Forest, and it was a field goal game. Mm-hmm. Clemson field goal game. Florida State field goal game. They could easily be one of the better ACC Atlantic teams right now. Yeah, and they're not but they at least make it competitive outside of a terrible game last week against Louisville. Yeah, don't really know what happened there, but I agree. I mean, outside of that outlier, you know, they've played some very great games. Um, probably should have beat Clemson. Uh, took Wake to overtime, yeah. by the way. It, was, it wasn't just a field goal. It was overtime, right. which is astonishing. Um, that was the moment where I kind of started to doubt Wake a little bit. But anyways, I guess they proved me wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, Florida State was a bad loss, um, but I mean, yeah, looking at everything else, I mean, they played Rutgers pretty well. They're they're a formidable team. They're a team that NC State can't afford to sleep on just because of what happened last week. They're I mean, yeah. they're definitely better than they used to be. Like for the past couple of years, Syracuse was just an automatic win. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely. if you couldn't beat Syracuse, you were trash. Yeah, absolutely. And it's weird because they've had so much like talent mm-hmm. come out of their school um, professionally. I mean. Yeah. Um, so it's been interesting. Um, they've had, you know, their quarterback swap this year. I think that has definitely helped them out. Um, they also, I think they beat Liberty this year. They did. And Liberty's not a cakewalk. They did. Well, I, I think for Syracuse and Dino Babers in particular, the quarterback matters so much for that system. Like You remember how, how insane those teams were with Eric Dungy just running around <laughs> doing things. Yeah. You go from that to Tommy DeVito, and yeah, it's rough. Because yeah. you go from a guy in Eric Dungy who's a baller, who's a gamer, who just loves football, mm-hmm. loves contact, and is physical and just wants to win, to a guy in Tommy DeVito who likes football. Yeah. Doesn't like to get hit yeah. at all. And it's just, it, it doesn't work for Dino's system. But with a guy like Garrett Schrader, they're starting to get going again. Yeah. And Schrader's been good. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been pretty, 
freaking good. I, I like what I see out of him. I, at first, I wasn't sold, but I mean, the last few weeks especially, he's he's looked like the guy. And I mean, uh, we've seen how NC State has performed against uh, backup quarterbacks this year, looking at you, Tyler Van Dyke. So uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he didn't have a good game last week, but nobody on their team did. Um, I mean, it was just one of those games that teams like that tend to have. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think you can read too much into last week. You have to kind of look at the entire picture, and I, I do think they're more formidable, I have to agree. This is going to be a game for NC State where the only trap you worry about is this is going to be another grinder for the defense, but in a different way. Um, Syracuse really, really, really loves to run the ball. That's yes. kind of their thing this year. They're averaging something like 256 yards rushing per game yeah. um, versus like a little over 100 passing. It's obvious that Dino kind of just wants to run the rock, control the time of possession, and he's doing it with two guys. Sean Tucker is averaging 6.2 yards per carry, is over 1,000 <laughs> yards rushing already on the year, and then Garrett Schrader, of course, over 5.1 yards per rush. Yeah, I, their, their rushing is a lot of fun to watch. Um, I have to give a quick shout-out to Sean Tucker. Um, that's my dad. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> no further comment. Shout out to uh, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, they do they do lead the ACC in rushing yards per game, and it's a wide margin. It's like 40 yards or something. Um, but number one rushing defense since he stayed. Since he stayed. So it's like, you know, you've got this immovable object versus unstoppable force who's going to come out. And and you wonder yeah. if if Wake has softened up that object a little bit. Again, yes. 91 plays, no buy. They're having to go right back to it this week. Yeah, they're at home, but going from that many snaps, that many injuries, that many banged up guys to now facing Syracuse, who maybe has a breakout game. Like, I don't know if you remember. I believe it was 2020, maybe 2019. Um, NC State was pretty good. Maybe it was 2019. It was the year that they had those three quarterbacks going. Um, yeah, yeah, twenty nine. Decent start to the year. Mm-hmm. They go up to Boston College, and you're thinking, NC State's got a pretty good run defense, and Boston College stuffs it down their throat. Yeah, it was something like over three hundred yards rushing, and there were just, I mean, guys could not make tackles. Mm-hmm. I I wonder if this is something that you worry about for this game, where they're so banged up. Syracuse likes to run the ball and be physical so much. Could they have a similar thing happen to them? I thought about it. I I don't think so. I I th- I think this will obviously this will be the toughest uh, rushing challenge um, for a hot minute, if not all season, uh, for NC State. I I got to think about that one. But um, they did well against a fine rushing attack. Um, the, you know, Wake had uh, twenty eight rushing attempts by running backs last week. Their running backs aren't great or anything, but they're still fine they were missing their lead um guy uh bill smith but um justice ellison and christian turner still um didn't really get a whole lot going um i mean ellison had two touchdowns but his longest rush was for nine yards so yeah i think it'll be a challenge for nc state but i think a lot of the run defense pending health i'm saying you know pending health i don't know what everything's looking like um but if Drake Thomas is good to go, if Corey Durden is good to go, I think ideally, ideally this should be a favorable matchup 
for NC State, ideally. But I yeah, I do have I do have a little worry in the back of my mind. I I agree with that, ideally. Yeah. Because I think the injuries for NC State are gonna be the big if. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in his Monday presser, essentially Dorn was like, "Hey, I don't meet with the trainers until later. Can't give you information on who's out there." Yeah. You look at NC State's depth chart, and it is no help. Um, it's fun to look at, trust me. But if you're trying to look for injured players, uh, no news is gonna be reflected on there. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? Uh, the backup center, Lyndon Cooper, who's listed as second on the depth chart, he's out for the year with an injury. He's just still on there. Nice. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> and and on the defensive side, you know, Doran is never one to tip his hand. Yeah. So I think Daniel Joseph, likely that he doesn't go. Corey, I could see going. Um, Savion Jackson, could see him still not being ready, mm-hmm. given that he didn't even travel with the team last week. Yeah. Devon Betty, I believe he came back into the game. I think so, yeah. He's a question mark, but even if he can't go, you've got Jalen Scott. You don't feel too terrible there. Yeah. Um, we know for a fact, again, Shaheen Battle's out for the first half. Yep. So that's something to look out for. Um, there are injuries all across the board. At this point, I don't think they're going to be too bad, but I would be shocked if they're not down at least two starters. I think it'll be um, just a prediction that I have for the game is it'll be a kind of slow start. I think it'll be kind of similar to the Louisville game. I think it'll be kind of a slow start. Um, just letting Syracuse maybe linger a little bit. Um, but I think overall, um, you know, you look at that, you go back to that Louisville game um, and and you think about, you know, heading into the game, you I think that was the game right after Isaiah Moore went down. We saw, you know, how NC State handled a pretty mobile quarterback uh, and Malik Cunningham, um, a, a pretty formidable rushing attack. Not as great, obviously, as Syracuse, um, but between Cunningham and Jalen Mitchell, um, they only allowed them to get like 140, 150 yards, something like that. So they performed well, and I think they're going to try and replicate. Oh, I, I know they're going to try and replicate that success against that similar kind of um, quarterback-oriented rush offense. Right. Um you, you were right. Moore did go out right before the Louisville game. That was the Miami game. Yeah. Yeah, so when you think about it, you know, similar kind of mindsets. You're banged up. You're, like, wondering how the defense is going to switch around, how, um, you know, the coaching staff is going to adjust. And there's question marks. Um, there are. But NC State responded well um, against Louisville, obviously. They won pretty handedly uh, after the after the first half, so. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of expect maybe a similar situation. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, let's do our favorite thing to do. Let's get into some rankings. The college football playoff is out again. Came out last Tuesday. We've got some new rankings to break down. I'm just going to read out the top eight or so, uh, and then you can give me any objections you have. So number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Oregon. Number four, Ohio State. Number five, Cincinnati. Number six, Michigan. Number seven, Michigan State. Number eight, Notre Dame. Well, I would like to tell you that I have objections, but that's the exact order that I voted. No way. Yeah, top eight, eight for eight. Really? Every single one is in the exact same spot. Who put Tristan Tucker on (laughs) on the college football playoff committee? Well, I have problems. Yeah. 
I can. You have Oregon ahead of Ohio State. I do. I do. I still now. I I can go either way. I can go either way. I can be swayed. Wade, Wade's gonna be pissed. I know. I know. We've had this conversation already. <laughs> he and I have had this conversation. I I know. I know the the tribulations with it. I am just specifically going off of I favor the head to head. That's that's what I like a little you favor, bit. Okay. That sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Explain six and seven for me, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> okay. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I I can go either way. That, that's that's you know that's the main thing with my poll is that I'm not super passionate about certain spots. I've been passionate about um, Alabama too for a really long time before, even before the college football playoff came out. Um, I I definitely have my opinions on teams. Um, and I, you know, I favor one over the other typically. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, honestly, I, I, if I had to do it again, I probably would have picked Michigan State over Michigan. But, you know, I don't, I don't hate it. I, if if there was any really that I had a problem with personally, like if I was just being, you know, if I wasn't looking at um, the resume or if I was, you know, letting my personal feelings get too involved, uh, I would probably not have Notre Dame uh, as high as 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 high as they are. Um, definitely some good games, but you know, you know me well. I've been a Notre Dame doubter for a while. Well, so. Notre Dame never delivers. Yeah, so it's a fair thing to do. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually I have Notre Dame at. at 10 for me, so I'm also a doubter. My top eight, I guess, is the only one that's drastically different. Georgia, one. Ohio State, two. Michigan, three. Alabama, four. Michigan State, five. Oklahoma, six. Cincinnati, seven. Oklahoma State at eight. Okay. I'll do you one better, too, real quick. (laughs) I just noticed. Uh, I have Oklahoma State at nine, also. Um, then mine tails off. But yeah. Uh, you don't oh, have Wake at 10? Hold on. Let's talk about this. No, I don't have Wake at 10. How do you not have Wake at 10? We can get into that in a minute. Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm realizing as I say that, I have Wake at 12. Interesting. It's <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have them at 13. Um, But yeah. um, Alabama at 4. Ohio State at 2. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that yeah. a little bit. So... Alabama, and I've been an Alabama truther this entire year. I like Alabama. I trust Alabama as a program. That's the biggest thing. But you cannot look so eh against LSU and then play such a nobody team in New Mexico State. Um, Yeah, you're going to fall a little bit. And Ohio State has one loss, sure, but it's two right now a better team in Oregon. Yeah. I don't know if Oregon wins head-to-head with Texas A&M, but I think they're pretty even. So they have a similar mm-hmm. loss level kind of a badness. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State – Oklahoma State. Ohio State is playing better right now. Yeah. So I'm giving them that number two spot. Okay. I thought you were going to have an issue at Michigan at three, really. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I have weird feelings about Michigan. Like sometimes – some weeks I'm convinced like they're like great. Um, other weeks I'm like mm, they're kind of fraudulent. Like that's Jim Harbaugh for you. Yeah, against <laughs> against Nebraska they didn't look great. Uh, obviously they lost Michigan State. They didn't look great against Penn State. Honestly, I mean that, they kind of eked that one out. Got the um, dub though. Yeah, and I mean one score game against Rutgers. So I mean, I I do up think and down. I do think 
and I talked about this a little bit with Wade, there are certain parts in a poll where there's huge drop-off. Mm-hmm. I think that there's big drop-off after number one Georgia. Yeah. Oh, big absolutely. drop-off. I saw a graphic a couple weeks ago. I wish I could find it for the life of me because I've been wanting to put it into an article, but it was like two weeks ago. And it was like... Um, one of those graphs where they like graph every single like top 25 team. And it was when the very first college football playoff poll had come out and they ranked every team's offense and defense. And like, there were some that were like, Oh, like bad offense, good defense. And then you got your quadrant or whatever. That's like your bad offense, bad defense. But then in your good offense, good defense, that was where most of the teams fell obviously because they were top 25 teams. But Georgia was so astronomically ahead of every other team. It mm-hmm. was comical. Yeah. It was hilarious. It's, it's their year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think big drop off after one, big drop off after about twelve too. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's another one after, let's call it seventeen, sixteen ish. I think that those are kind of the the real tiers here, mm-hmm. where anybody who's within that range, you can kind of be like, okay, th- those are the tiers of college football right now. Where do you have NC State? Um, I have NC State. Um. <laughs> Controversial, um, not really. I guess uh, AP has them twenty five. I have them twenty six. I think, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, but I really don't hate. Like, I really could be swayed with any. Like, I I really don't feel passionately about any team eighteen ish through twenty five, or twenty six. Uh, if if you're at NC State, um, I just those teams are such an any given week situation. Uh, skill level-wise, I mean, I'd have NC State definitely ahead of some of the other teams that I have ahead of them. I try to, when I make my poll, my mindset is to try and maybe kind of follow AP's uh, style a little bit um, because I don't want to um, I don't want to make this strictly a power rankings thing. Um, it's, a, it's what I want to do with mine. But I try and balance the resume. I balance, you know, head to head, whatever I can, and try and be as fair as possible. Personally, I mean, I definitely think NC State is better than a lot of the teams that I have ranked ahead of them. But looking at the resume, looking at, you know, the Miami loss, that one really stings in particular. Um, I don't right, know. I get you. Yeah. What, what's your 20 to 25? Um, right now, it's a mix of Houston. I have. No way. Yeah. You're you're serious? Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. Go, see, no, go N- ahead. See, NC State is better. <laughs> no, go, obviously. No, go ahead. Okay. Just read them. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna stop right now. <laughs> uh, I've got UTSA, Arkansas, Auburn. You're not a real person. You know that. <laughs> You have UTSA in front of NC State? Uh, listen, listen. what did I say? What uh, resume do they have? What What did I say? That win over UTEP really convinced you, huh? Yes, absolutely. That win over well, uh, Central as, Connecticut State. It's not as egregious State. as, okay, okay. I have, I have, UTEP freaking sucks, I have dude. UT, okay, I have UTSA at 20. Yeah, that's egregious. You want to know where the AP voters I don't care. have that's, UTSA? That's criminal. You know where the AP voters have UTSA? Yeah, and where they have them is criminal. And Number all of 15, them should lose their, yeah. 15. Yeah. I have them 20. I agree. They're not a top 30 Houston, team in the country. Houston is at 17 in the Houston AP Houston should not be ranked. I have ranked. them lower. How long are we going to keep on doing this? 
because I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not. I don't care about Houston. I don't care about SMU. I don't care about Fresno State. I don't care about UTSA. I get it. I get it. I'm tired of it. I get Any it. of those teams go and play Arizona State, they lose. I get it. If they play Kentucky, they lose. If they play Minnesota, they lose. I mean, I can't. I can't in good conscience do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll, I, t- I'll tell you I right agree. now, my 20 to 25, and I do think this is controversial too. I have Kansas State, NC State, Clemson, Kentucky, Arizona State. I think the controversial thing in there, Clemson, a lot of people don't want to rank, and I understand the reticence yeah. because they don't look good, but 20 to 25 doesn't look good. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like you have this huge like margin of teams where it's just not great. I, I will say – I in hindsight, I probably would have if I had to do it again. I probably would have ranked NC State higher. Definitely, uh, got a little emotional about the loss. Uh, <laughs> I have to, I have to say, uh, I did fill this out literally the hour after NC State lost. So that's a little bit when I'm like watching that team in person. That's going to have a little bit more of an effect on me than some of these other teams. So yeah, I I definitely will say like yeah, NC State is obviously better, and I agree. Like. These small market teams are just not – they wouldn't compare. We have to stop with them. I'm but, so tired But, like I it. said, I try and take this AP mentality and I try and leverage it with my own personal takes because, like, yeah, I don't want to rank UTSA. Like, I don't want to. It's not fun. Well, I guess it is fun <laughs> uh, considering somebody in our poll group um, gave them a number one overall vote. Um, but they are 10 to know, and in accordance with the AP uh, poll every week, um, that's what they look at. They look at, you know, undefeated. I mean, that's why Cincinnati is where Cincinnati is. Where they shouldn't um, be. I agree. I agree. I think Cincinnati's too high. Um, but that's why they have them at number three. I have Cincinnati at number five. I don't know. I try and balance it. I try and balance it. And it does lead to uh, some questionable selections, I will say. I don't. Yeah. I, I did not, in good conscience, put Houston in my top 25. I did not enjoy <laughs> doing that. I did not enjoy doing that at all. All right, let's let's transition to this because <laughs> I'm upset. I'm I'm not happy. My reasoning wasn't good enough for you. No, it's, it's your reasoning is is okay. I just hate still that it happened. Um, still have Auburn top twenty five. No one's gonna take that from me. Why do you? Okay. What do you mean? Auburn. Yeah. Six and four Auburn. Yeah. Okay. Six and four Mississippi State is ranked by the college football playoff committee. By the college football playoff committee. Exactly. The only six and four team I have ranked is Purdue, and they're at 25. Yeah. I mean, I get that. It's tough to rank a four loss team right now. I don't don't love it. It is, but I mean, like when I'm looking at these SEC schools, you've got to consider the schedule that they've played, the losses that they have are against, you know, the top schools in the country. Um, And I mean, yeah, like. Auburn and Mississippi State aren't great. That's why they're not dominating the SEC. But same time, like, I don't know. They kind of, like, if they were going against some of these other conferences, they would uh, make a mockery out of them. And, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking right now at their schedules. Auburn's losses come against Texas A&M, Georgia, uh, Penn State, and who else? Who am I missing? Missing somebody else. Um, oh, and Mississippi State. Those are their four losses. None of those are bad losses. Who are their wins, though? Their wins are actually not bad. Uh, Auburn has the win over Ole Miss. 
They have the win over Arkansas. They have a win over LSU. Well, I guess, okay, I guess Auburn then depends on where you have Arkansas. Because I, I don't have Arkansas ranked either. I, and, yeah, I have Arkansas in my top 25. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Mississippi State. They've lost to Arkansas. Um, they lost to Alabama. Uh, they mm, they lost to LSU, which was bad. But, I mean, still. like, And honestly, too, I don't understand, I guess, from the college football playoff committee, not to get into this discourse, I honestly don't understand how you can have Mississippi State over Auburn considering their resumes. What do you mean? Well, Mississippi State lost to Memphis. Mississippi State beat NC State and Texas A&M. Fair. They also lost to LSU. But they beat NC State. Auburn beat. And NC State's really good. Yeah, but, I mean, Auburn's got that win over – they got the wins over Arkansas and Ole Miss. Oh, Mississippi State also beat Auburn. That's three ranked three ranked wins. Yeah. They beat Kentucky too. That's four technically, okay, depending on yeah. how you count ranked wins. That's fair. I they just can think, beat anybody on any, any game. I just think day. Auburn's losses are better and their wins are not as astronomically like I agree. worse off. That's to, why like, I couldn't rank Mississippi State. Yeah. Because the losses are just where would you bad. have Auburn? Auburn, um, probably twenty nine. Yeah, that's respectable. All right. Let's get into some some bold predictions and score predictions for the Syracuse games. Close things out real quick. I'll let you go first. I gotta think about mine. All right, um, man. Bold predictions are not treating me well, but that means that my predictions are indeed bold. Should have <laughs> had those five sacks last week. I think I believe they had three, and mm-hmm. there were a couple of more that they should have gotten. Should have had the game winning drive if Ricky Person weighed three more inches. Yeah, to, <laughs> to catch that ball. Um, this week, I'm going to say that they do try uh, some more ball control kind of techniques. I think that they do try and get the run going, and I believe that one of Ricky or Bam goes over 100 yards. I like that. I'm going to co-sign on that. That's one of the ones that I like uh, a lot. Um, I'm also going to say, uh, this is bold, but I'm going to say that they hold Sean Tucker under 100 yards. Okay. I, I, I'm also going to co-sign that. I like that. All that's, right. That's my take. What what's your score prediction then? <sighs> I want to see what I would like to see ideally is you know NC State to get into the thirties. Um, I think they can. Uh, I'm gonna say NC State thirty one, Syracuse seventeen. I'm going to go with twenty four to ten NC State. Got that fourteen point margin. Yeah, I, I like that. I like NC State by fourteen. All right, well, that is all we have for y'all today. Thank you so much for joining us for this pod. I have been your host, Jalen Harrington. I am Tristan Tucker, Managing Editor. And we'll talk to y'all next week.